Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Welcome back. <laughs> it's Alex on the mic. Um, we will be recapping the second episode of Colton's season of The Bachelorette. And yeah, to my... Bachelor. Oh, Bachelor. And to my... Oh, no. And to my right is my sister, Sarah Franklin. Hey, guys. How's it going? I jury duty today. That has nothing to do with anything, but I feel like I should tell everyone. How was it, honestly? Um, super boring. I didn't get called in once to do anything. So like I was never like, uh, not questioned for the jury, but like whatever they do for that, like they do ask you questions, <laughs> but I did go visit our tonight's guest on my lunch break. <laughs> so that was a fun treat. I absolutely, you know how anxious I am to get to my guest because I love her so much. Um, but before we do, you mentioned that you witnessed your own bachelor session in IRL today. Do you want to describe that for us? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, so this was probably the best part of all of jury duty because I sat in the same room with the exception of going to lunch. I was in the same room for a very long time today. So I sit down, whatever, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, oh, I should have gotten, I said out loud, oh, I should have gotten coffee before this. And this guy turns around, I'd say like mid to late 20s. And he's like, oh, like I actually found some upstairs. Like I got here like super early. And so I like w just searched the building, got coffee. And then the girl next to him was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So he is chatting. I just got to say, when you laugh too hard at somebody's joke, that's like exactly how you know if somebody's into them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So he's talking to this like pretty brunette girl. They're like chatting and chatting all morning. And then um, we get this break. And on the break, a blonde, bleach blonde comes over and sits on the other side of him. And it is like clearly a competition I mean it is bad joke after bad joke after bad joke <laughs> just like I like the girls giggling at everything and I was like oh wow this is like really interesting so like at some point one girl gets called he's talking to the other he gets called whatever like all these people are getting called up at different times so after lunch he was like in his jury questioning and the two girls become friends and they're chatting and I was like oh my god what a perfect turn of events I am so happy how the like that that's how this day ended well done ladies then he comes back in and he's like hey it's actually really nice by the window do you want to go sit over there and both of them are like <laughs> they like get up all their stuff and go. So I don't know who he went home with, if any of them, but that's how it all went down. I can't tell if that's a really romantic way to meet somebody. So the guy who was like, uh, 
I don't know, leading orientation, I guess, for jury duty. I don't know all the technical terms. He was like, oh, we encourage you guys to talk to each other. It's a really long day. Make a friend. Who knows? Maybe you'll even fall in love. And as soon as he said that, I was like, this needs to be a rom-com. Someone has to write this rom-com of falling in love with jury duty. Love in a courtroom or something. Or it could just like do jury duty. Like it could just be like, it just cut to the chase. It's... <laughs> jury duty and then I, I would assume like as a watcher of content that they were talking about uh love true love <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's not a bad idea maybe you'll write from like my own ending onto what happened today I don't know or maybe we'll just end it where they were best friend. the girls were best friends and he <laughs> what's gone Right. They found true love. They fell in love with themselves. (laughs) It's really a story about finding yourself. Um, It's a rom-com wrapped in a coming of age. I just had like a great idea. Like what I, I, so again, this is my first jury summoning. I don't really know what happens. I didn't get called in to like for any questions or whatever, but like, so I don't know the types of questions they ask. But what if like the girls are like competing all day, right? And then like one, like they all get, or one of them like gets called in and, or both of the girls get called into two separate things. And then one of the questions that they each get asked is like, what's important to you? And both of them are like, friendship. And then like they come out and they're like, let's get brunch. <laughs> I also love friendship. <laughs> They like make eye contact from across the room. All right, we could play out this friendship fantasy uh, for so long. Um, bef- again, before we introduce our amazing guest, you and I need to just bring up the fact that Jason and Caitlin Bristow, our favorite bachelorette of all time, may or may not be casually dating. So I read up on it because I saw them like all over Instagram stories, like dancing together and like a lot of things of them holding hands and like hearts and stuff. And I was like, well, they never announced anything. They were clearly drunk all weekend in Denver. So when he was on her podcast, she said, Jason, when are you going to ask me out? And he was like, oh, all right. Well, next time you're in Denver. And so like she they were both in Denver this weekend or next time we're in the same place or something like that. So they were both in Denver this weekend and they spent all weekend together. Like Blake was there and like some other people like Olivia Caridi was around, but like her and Jason were like holding hands, canoodling, dancing, drinks, dates all weekend. I totally ship this as a relationship. I'm a little worried it's too soon after her breakup with Sean, but who am I to judge what somebody's emotional process is? I agree. It wasn't necessarily that I was like, oh, it's too soon after Sean, maybe. But it was so flaunted on her Instagram, not as much as his, that I was like, oh, she clearly wants Sean to see that. (laughs) Yeah, like there might be some slight ulterior motive involved in this. I mean, I whatever. Do what you got to do, girl. But I feel like if you play the long game with this, like I could actually see this relationship playing itself out I just don't want her to waste her rebound on Jason I agree but I could see Caitlin like leaving Nashville because like uh not John Sean is not gonna leave because he opened a gym there but like Caitlin could really live anywhere like her like career path doesn't really require her to be in Nashville so like if she wanted to move where I I don't know maybe Jason lives in Denver I don't know where he lives I th- I think no, I think he does he not live in Buffalo? I don't know. Well, he's been traveling so much because of his because of his new bachelor lifestyle. Then who knows? He could live anywhere. Um, 
I guess in general, I am suspicious of any couple that flaunts their love on social media, like in any sort of capacity. Um, I just hope that both proceed with caution, but otherwise I love them both. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I it's Isn't it funny? Like anytime I see somebody posting like abundantly with the exception of like, oh, they just got married or like, like whatever, stuff like that. But if they're just like in their normal relationship and they just start posting a ton out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, no, it's all downhill because I did that when I before I got dumped. I post some like really emotional photo and then I got dumped. <laughs> did you feel the dump coming? One hundred percent. I didn't know that. Yeah, and we got in like a really bad fight that day. And then I was like, why did I post that? <laughs> Don't believe what you see on social media, people. Okay, enough stalling. Let's get to our amazing guest. Um, she is an actress, comedian, podcaster. She dreams in color. She dreams in red. Her name, everybody, is Jackie DeRuthy. Woo! <laughs> to be here I did just google Caitlin Bristow <laughs> and <laughs> um and it is who I thought it was I just wasn't sure I actually watched whatever season she was on yeah the greatest season of the bachelor that ever was new I watched the bachelor with her oh uh, uh, who Chris Souls he was the farmer that actually yes yes sad. I did Ended watch up, that like well, we don't know if it's confirmed if he was drunk driving, but he like he, hit he someone passed on away. A, no, oh. he didn't pass away. He was, he was. Yeah, he would like hit somebody on their trailer. Uh, the family wow. of the man that he uh, killed um, oh has God. come out and said like they know Chris. They like they they love him and they're not like wow. pressing charges. But I mean, I think that he was under the influence. What a reveal! I. Never in my wildest dreams. Well, yeah, he like disappeared. Well, he like cheated on the girl that he picked, and then this happened, and he's like not around anymore. But he's a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we pivot to how uh, amazing you are these days, Jackie? I I was like, we haven't murdered anyone yet, so that's good. Uh, We talked about this before the show, but I I feel like you have so much going on right now that it was really hard to pinpoint exactly how to introduce you. Um, not only are you starring in an H&R Block commercial. Yeah, guys, if you see an H&R Block commercial, I might be in it. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it so many times. I could probably recite it word for word at this point. I see it every day. You're in a light purple sweater. I am. I'm in a light purple sweater. Um, my friend sent me two screenshots. You know, he just kind of like took a picture of it to be like, this is you. And because of like, you know, the first time you see me and then the second time you see me, the second time you see me and I did dress up as this as for Halloween a few years ago. So it was very accurate. I know that I already look like this person. I straight up look like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> it is. You do not. You don't. Insane. Oh, <laughs> OK. Wow. In that screenshot that you are showing me right now, you don't look unlike Tommy Wiseau. Um, <laughs> it honestly looks like Madame Trousseau made a fucked up wax doll. <laughs> Of Tommy Wiseau lit it on fire, and then <laughs> I wore that as a prosthetic mask. <laughs> okay, but the first and that's shot, still gorgeous. you're not wrong. But like when you see when you see her moving in real life, you you'll be like, who is that Whoa, beautiful woman? Who is that? 
Okay, you also are a co-host of one of my favorite podcasts. Yes, the most wonderful pod of the year. Yes, can you explain to our listeners what that is? It's a gorgeous uh, review show I co-host with Ross Kimball. We talk about the our favorite worst Christmas movies because we love them so much. The baddies that we love. We just wrapped up season one, part one, but part two is is Christmas in July. So we'll be back for July. I'm so excited for that because I feel like that is that it's something that people say, but how often do they tap into it? How often do they ex? You know, but we're gonna do it, and We've it's gotta celebrate it's Santa's half birthday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is that why it's Christmas in July? Well, it's it's Christmas's half birthday. Oh yeah, no, six that's months true. in between. I feel like midsummer too. People are longing for something because they're excited for summer, but then yeah. it gets to the middle of summer. They're a bit too hot. A little bit too hot. We still have a, a month and a half to go. And there have been too many Marvel movies. Too many superheroes blowing shit up. Whoa, that's what's going Jackie, on. hot take. Well, that's what's going on summer blockbuster. So they like the. I think that this would be a good reprieve. When, when you go to the theater, all you can get is cars, racing, aliens with guns. Then you can come home and stream Christmas movies. Yeah, I actually really like it. I think July is a perfect time. Summer always for me, the very beginning, I'm just like, it feels like new beginnings. And I'm like, yes, summer, (laughs) it's my time. And then I'd say about three weeks in, I'm like, this isn't new. Nothing is good. I hate, I literally, like, I <laughs> don't like the good. summer. I think that I put too much pressure on the summer so that, like, by the time fall rolls around, I'm like, thank God. So this will help. Well, we watched, like, a lot of Laguna Beach and a lot of the OC growing up. So I feel like there was, like, this no shirts, no shoes, no problem mentality. Um, it's almost like New Year's in the sense where it's like, oh, my God, summer is when life is going to begin. But that and was also that 10 year. years ago, right? Yeah, but it screwed us up. Exactly. But <laughs> developmental also, years, Jackie, we were, our brains were still growing. But what, um, not to my 10 year comment has only to do with the global warming. You didn't think it was going there, but it is. I absolutely did not think it was. I only going brought there. up that time frame because 10 years ago, the weather here in California was gorgeous. I mean, you'd be topless in the day, but at night you're wearing a sweatshirt. It's a little chilly. Now you're just sweating buckets 24 7. Yeah, the, the heat waves are bad. It's here. insane. Also, who's topless during what day? <laughs> uh, Steven. <laughs> Steven. You're topless during the day. Yeah, all the beach boys. I was just Laguna beach thinking boys. about a heat wave today because, as you know, I was downtown for jury duty. Where I work. There's another this job big, that I have. There's the building. The Walt Disney Concert Hall is like all like big giant metal walls it's beautiful architecture but I remember during a heat wave last summer it was like photos of this woman walking near the walls and like getting burned from (gasps) the reflection of the sun and it was like don't go outside so walking past there today I was thinking about the heat wave and how awful that was do you know if guys need to sunscreen their nipples (laughs) Um, well, I think they need to sunscreen their whole chest, and I think they just get the nips while they're rubbing it all down. Okay. Yeah, no one's just like no one's avoiding the bore- nip. like no <laughs> one's like lipstick lining with <laughs> with sunscreen around their nipples. They're just like putting it. All Although up. this one time I went to the beach, and with actually with my co-host of the 
Chris's podcast and his wife and me and, and my fiance and you know it's the beach in California and even though it was hot as fuck now 10 years later from Laguna Beach days um it, it's still very windy and so my fiance is like putting on his sunscreen. I'm like, do you need some help? Do you need any help? And he's like, no, I got it. Also, I always put on my sunscreen before I leave the house because I've made the mistake. Listen, I grew up in Miami. I understand the sun and the sunscreen. I once made the mistake of doing that aerosol. It's probably not aerosol anymore, but yeah, the the spray sunscreen outside and the wind takes half of it away and now you're all fucked up. So you got to put that on inside, rub it in, let it soak go outside he put it he's like no i'll do it at the beach he puts it on at the beach we get home and he looks like a jackson pollock like he looks so fucked up (laughs) because half of it was taken away but also i was like i don't understand what happened because i was like just his left chest and like a little bit of his left stomach was not horrifically burned so it was almost like he put it in his right hand just lazily like rubbed his chest and then was like i'm good (laughs) the rest was fried i could literally talk about pat's haphazard sunscreen job for (laughs) years um but we should probably get into this episode of the bachelor who's to say that'll make the episode and we don't know i don't know Okay, so we open up on Colton's online diary. (laughs) What was that? Why did he like log into his like iPhoto booth and like take a weird recording of himself? I'm surprised that it didn't open up with him in the shower. We've seen the same shot of him showering. Don't worry, it made it. It made it. Yeah, oh, I know. It was a total weird cutaway between the last group date and the cocktail ceremony. It was just like, <laughs> well, now we have the cocktail ceremony. And then it cut to him in the shower. And then all of a sudden there was it's a the cocktail ceremony. the same one from last episode, though. It's like, we've seen this. Give yeah. us a new shower. Yeah. Prove well, to us lives, it's a new day. But he lives in the same house. But it wouldn't I know be a it's the same shower. shot. <laughs> so, like, I need him to get more creative. If we're going to see him shower this many times. Oh, maybe an outdoor shower. Outdoor shower. I want to see him, like, just using the sink to get his pits. You know, like, I want to see him get <laughs> for creative. Febrezing his clothes. Yeah, febrezing his clothes. Right. Like, he can still be shirtless. Mm-hmm. Like, if we need this gratuitous shot. Yeah. Like, can it just be, like, him shirtless picking out which pants he wants to wear that night? Baby Cooking wiping. eggs. <laughs> yeah. Shirtless. We all do. <laughs> in the summer topless <laughs> sunscreened responsibly of course <laughs> so that egg fry doesn't doesn't burn you <laughs> horrible learn from pat's mistakes everybody um so we get a weird and it also wasn't a very flattering angle we get that he's like lifting tires um and uh weights and stuff but like he sort of um like shot it from a chin up angle which was an interesting choice usually i feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna do a selfie don't you point it sort of up that's what they teach you yeah that's that's what you google how to take a good selfie because i have because i'm have you really bad at it oh i'm shockingly horrible at selfies i much prefer a self-timer if i hold it myself i will look like the monster H&R Block made me out to be in that second shot. The first one, gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank you, H&R Block. God bless, God bless. Guys, if you need your taxes. I actually am going to H&R Block this year. 
um, because my taxes became too confusing for my dad to help me with. Anyway, sorry, Dad. I love you so much. Um, okay, so they, they go on a group date. Um, Demi, Bree. Oh, God. Tracy, Elise, <laughs> Hannah G, Nicole, and Anyanka. It is hosted by Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Surprise! Why Why are they getting all these comedians? Because like, they know that like people are watching this. They know that now, at this point, people are watching this a little bit as a joke. And like to laugh. And that these comedians, you know, and are, is their show on ABC? I thought it was on NBC, but maybe it's on ABC. Both Parks and Recreation may or. No, I meant the one that they. Oh, don't they? No, I meant him and Amy Poehler's like. Make it. Yes. That's also on NBC. Also on NBC. And Will and Grace, which Megan is on, is NBC. also on NBC. Interesting. So here's the deal. Apparently, this is a long time coming. I saw Megan Mullally on a late night talk show talking about how she's obsessed with The Bachelor. Okay. She reached out pro- to producers. Oh, I love that. Said she wanted to be on a show for a really long time. They were oh. supposed to be on Paradise for, for whatever reason. The schedule did not work out. So I think it's been sort of a long time coming. I loved it. I loved that both all of the comedians in this episode yeah I thought they did a great job and I liked their activity here's why these performance ones are always you know they're fun they're kind of weird but this one was kind of their way to do a fun activity and like the the problem with those is like they take their time away from Colton to get to know each other but this one allowed them to all really show some like personality and like even though they're not getting a lot of sitting one-on-one time with Colton they still all really got to learn things about each other I will have to say I like the performative ones as well because it really gives us an opportunity to see who's there for the wrong reasons what do you mean by the performative ones like I think I know what you mean but I want you to like this one (laughs) where they're doing a monologue that they've written which is so weird um or like in Ari's season another season that I've seen because guys full disclosure I haven't seen all seasons but I'll talk about the three that I have. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but in Ari's season, they did like a dance situation. And I just remember Becca, short hair Becca. W- everyone loved her. And I just remember being like, mm, she's too good at performing. Like she's here. She wants wow. to be an actress for sure. Wow. Like she would like to be an actress. She's not here for love. She's a smart girl. Mm-hmm. She's a too she's smart. A smart girl. <laughs> a too smart, but also like she's too good at performing. I don't believe that her intentions are true. That being said, I after watching this group date, I do believe that everyone is here to find love. Everyone was I, dog shit. Wait, at listen, I totally agree. <laughs> I actually like I even like Demi, almost especially Demi. Like I don't feel that any of them are there for a wrong reason. I'm like, nope. wait. I think all these girls actually just are looking for a husband. I mean, maybe they're also looking to like be an Instagram, you know, sponsored Instagram model and never have to work again. But they're not there to like get an agent and like star in a freeform movie. Yeah. Like Becca. Yeah. (laughs) It's not glaringly obvious. Like none of these girls are too comfortable on camera with obviously with the exception of Demi. But. Even still, like, she seems into Colton. I will say this. <laughs> yeah, she's a psycho. Listen, Demi's confidence is something I admire. I do think that of all of those girls, 
that would probably be the girl I'd be friends with in real life. Like I, I, I genuinely think that everything she does and says, I'm like, yeah, I feel like we, like I would have bet I would be like attracted to this as, in a friend. Sure. Like confidence and like g- silly. She doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. Like she'd be like a friend that helped me. She does what she wants. She just does what she wants. It's not maybe it, it's, well, yeah, I mean, it's awkward to kiss him in front of everyone else, but she didn't necessarily do anything villainous, especially that uh, whole... Not yet in the episode, but I would say... See, uh, well, it, it's at the end, but I disagree. I don't think what she did to Tracy was that bad. I think she's been set up to be... <laughs> Here's what I think. I think, again, having only watched a few seasons, Um, I think The Bachelor... What season is this? 28? It's 23, 23 yeah. 23, okay. So 23 seasons Demi's through... Age. <laughs> God, and she won't let you forget it. She's obsessed with being young. She's obsessed with 27 being old. You'll never feel older than watching this Not 27, show. 31. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Because everyone over, but the 31-year-old is like, everyone over 27 got room together. I the know. I know. Well, it is because Colton's 26. Like, okay, but 27, 26? Good God. I, I actually do think there is sort of like a slight thing that happens I, it feels like a, a chemical thing that happens between 26 and 27 I feel like you sort of do really mature yeah in you're a smart way. <laughs> totally but like I don't know I mean I'm 30 right now I don't know if I was in that house I I would be the top one percent of old people in it but I would assume that I would not want to room with somebody below the age of 27 and it might sound arbitrary but I don't want to be with Young bitches. It's not that I hate that they're rooming together. I hate that they're calling themselves cougars. I hate... It's like, what's happening here? But that's besides the <laughs> point that I was getting to being... ABC does that. You know, there's always going to be a psycho. With Ari, it was Crystal. You know, there's always a very clear, true blue... Oh, this is the psycho that clearly this guy has no interest in, but the producers are making him keep around. Yeah, for paradise reasons. For paradise reasons, for entertainment reasons, because we're all watching this to have a bit of a laugh, as my good friend uh, and neighbor Alana Johnston says. A bit of a laugh. Um, So... So, but I feel like now at this point, season 23. Yeah. Season, uh, how could I forget? Demi's age. Season 23, we know this. So I feel like Fort Lauderdale, we all know who I'm talking about. She's from Fort Lauderdale. Plastic surgery. Catherine. Mm, Catherine. Sorry. DJ Catherine. DJ Catherine. Agro. Is that, okay, great. So DJ Agro, like to me, it's just like, ugh. This is too predictable, ABC. We know there's no way in fucking hell he's into this woman. A, because thanks to, unfortunately, her botched, uh, you know, pastor, she does look 78. <laughs> and B, like, she's just a little, mo- like, there's no connection there. But why make him keep him around when actually there's a true blue psycho lurking? Demi, the truest psycho of all so far. There's probably going to be more, but it's like there's always a true one. There's always a, a legitimate sociopath in the group. And then they keep around like this random, like, just let Catherine go back to Fort Lauderdale. She'll find love. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, let I her be. Like but she's there as a joke, kind of. And I'm going to say this. Is Catherine my favorite person? Like, I found her <laughs> so not offensive in this episode that I'm like, oh, I don't want you kept around because I think you're kept around as a joke, but I don't like, but I'll tell you this, 
that offends me mm. on her behalf. Mm. It offends you that they're making her out to be the joke of the season. Yeah, that they're keeping her around as like then the wacko, but it's like nah, dude, that's yeah. not the wacko. And you, I, I mean, just to me, especially if the twenty-six-year-olds are being called old, you know, like anyone over twenty-three is like, I don't know if they have a shot though. Like they're so old. Then yeah. what is this woman? How old is she? Yeah, she's she says 34? she's twenty-six. No. Well, <laughs> Um, but she could be and that's kind of the problem with spastic surgery i think yeah it gets too mysterious where you're like well i don't know how old you are so i'm gonna guess you're 50 yeah well okay that was a lot i was processing but i have well first of all i'd like to thank alex for being so brave talking about her age hey alex (laughs) thank you guys so much That was a really that's that was a really brave thing. I think you so much. I mean, after Demi uh, put in perspective how I mean hideous and disgusting it is for your eggs to be so dusty. (laughs) You're pretty much almost dead. (laughs) Thirty. I was thinking about giving up, but instead I was like, no, I'm gonna be vulnerable today. I'm gonna tell people how old I am. Yeah. Thank you so much for the inspiration that we all needed. Um. Here's one thing I, I'm kind of thinking about. Everyone knows when they go on this show, there's going to be people that producers are going to ask them to keep around for a certain amount of time. You're absolutely right. That's like not like it's obvious. We're not at this point. You're right. We're not stupid. We all are in on it. And Demi just secured her spot to the top five. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know top five, but I think she'll travel the world, like get out of America for sure. I... If I was in the position of Bachelorette, which I've dreamed about so many times, it's my lifelong dream. Gosh. <laughs> but <laughs> I know it's a shame. You should do it and you should, I mean, should I've lie. already talked to Adam. He's not on board. It's fine. Ugh. I know. But it's like a whole thing. But I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know that I'd be so upset about having to keep around people like that, even if I knew that there wasn't a chance because I have to keep certain people around. Like, like I, like I can't just get rid of like half the girls night one or half the guys if I was the bachelorette. So to me, it almost takes some of the pressure off of some of these slots to fill because it's like, they all say that basically in the first few, like, you know, you know pretty immediately who you like. And right. some people kind of creep up and they're like, wow, they're really nice. Great. They're going to be easy for me to keep around. Oh, I kind of have a crush on them. Like, you know, like even sometimes you're in a relationship, it's like, oh, I kind of have a crush on that grocery store clerk. It kind of like works like sure. that, you know? So like there are those people, but it almost like takes the pressure off of having to fill in like, oh God, I don't want to keep this dud I mean, around. He I could have just- filled the slot with like, Steven Tyler's exotic daughter (laughs) or you know what I mean? Like there were other people that like seemed at this point in the game that like seemed cool enough to keep around who got the boot so that people who are there for producers. I get it. I get it. No, I mean, I get it. It's never easy to look at. I do have to say, I really do love Elise though. Our, old maid of the whole group um <laughs> i think she would did like a really oh, yeah she's the she's she the redhead rose. she got the group date rose i think she did a great job i saw caitlin bristow tweeting about like wanting her to be the bachelorette which i would love because to all of our points i'm sick of these like 
25 26 yeah, year old dumb. bachelor and bachelorettes like i'm done i'm i hate watching these really young people being like i've just looked so long and it's like no you have it like i'd love to get our bachelor nation pool back into their late 20s early 30s yeah, and maybe need. the relationships would last because we know that not i mean out of 25 seasons or 23 sorry how many are still kicking two Two. two people are still because with the women that they chose because they get together Ari. when they're 23 or you know when they're so young yeah. it's like of course the bachelorettes have a better have a better rate of sticking yeah well they ask better questions uh, but there is something sexy about somebody who is so confident and knows who they are and i know that's rhetoric that's used among the cast so often it's it's like, a, I might be 22. I might never have kissed anybody in my entire life, but I just want to let you know I know who I am and I know what I want. I love like that babe, girl. girlfriend, I'm obsessed with Heather, but she doesn't know what she wants yet. I think she knows She certainly herself. shouldn't be getting married. I think she knows. <laughs> I think she knows herself and I think she's super cool and I want to be her best friend, but does she know what she wants? Probably not. I think there is something really confident and very sexy and Colton pointed out very many times tonight how attracted he was to Elise's confidence. I think it's coming from, I think the thing that differentiates Elise from the rest of the girls is she has a quiet confidence. She doesn't feel the need to be showy in front of other people. Mm -hmm. She can kind of sit back, relax, and sort of just like let her true character show. She won in the monologue one, right? Yeah. Because her monologue was about like, guys, confession, I'm 31. Okay, well, yeah, right. Or however old she is. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that I'm 30, but like, yeah. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. But uh, Alex, to your point, I think that ta that talks about what we were saying earlier um, tonight is like, I think that kind of plays into this like, oh, when you're in relationships in trouble, you've got to flaunt it or like whatever. Mm -hmm. so the difference between her and Demi, I think Demi's obviously very confident, but it, it, she is flaunting this whole thing. Her and Colton, that makes it, less yeah, perhaps real your confidence isn't so genuine yes exactly it almost is like she's probably covering up some very severe insecurities where i think demi or oh my god sorry elise is probably not as insecure and like of course we all are insecure about certain things whatever but like i, I yes i think that because she has quiet confidence she doesn't have to flaunt it it makes her the most ready probably of anybody heather i and i really i know that she was like i kind of thought he'd kiss me i that oh, was Heather, you can't yeah. tell some you can't kiss thank someone. Thank God he didn't. Thank I agree. God I think he, Colton did the right thing. He's a not boy. kissing her. <laughs> right, you cannot kiss someone right after they told you they've never kissed any bad time. I was so I was, I was very at proud TV, of like, him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't I was do it. So don't proud hurt. of him. I know when they paused, like it was gonna happen, yeah. and she looked at him like she wanted it to happen, and I was like, if that had happened, he would have looked like a predator. He did a couple of really he might cool have been things. a ritter, <laughs> predator had he done it. That he didn't kiss her, which was cool, and also. Also, the way that he set up that Elise getting the rose with like this person really showed her confidence like like really it just set it up like it was going to be like Demi thought it was her. She's like, yeah, I like got off of stage and I kissed you on the mouth and then it wasn't her and it was just like an extra blow for her. And it mm. was it was like, yeah, good on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Show her show her what real confidence is. And I don't think you're doing that on purpose, but I, I like that it's happening anyways. Yeah. That's the difference. That's the difference between faking it and actually being it. Not that I am ever going to knock Demi for faking it. I think it's sort of the road to Take it finding to make it, it, baby. Truly, 100%. But that is the difference. That is what it looks like. What did you guys think about Tracy being very offended by the fact that Demi jokingly picked up 
the group date rose and jokingly was like, here is my group date rose. Tracy, I, Tracy needs to calm the f down about everything. And I, and how some, could she when her eyebrows are stuck so high? <laughs> Something I do think that I do agree with Demi on is like when she was like upset about Demi being in a robe at the cocktail party, and she's like upstairs crying, and Demi was like, "Listen, all right, I, like whatever, like I've ended this girl, but you are wasting time." Sitting upstairs crying. Oh, Demi's apology was... It wasn't an apology. Or whatever it was, it was the worst a, thing ever. It wasn't an apology. You're a great storyteller. So yeah, like, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't story. an apology, <laughs> but I do agree with her yeah, that... You're wasting time. You're wa- don't You sitting up here crying, I think, is like equally as bad of a look I like I as like what Demi's doing I don't think it's equal I do think that like Tracy really was in the middle of saying something very personal but they all are they all get interrupted no but they get interrupted with like my favorite color is yellow and I really love my grandpa wasn't she just talking about her past relationships it just seems (laughs) like it was like getting a little deeper and then and then she shows up in a robe and he couldn't have he couldn't have said like, yeah, okay, faster. She's like, can I interrupt? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Well, in that instance, the <laughs> issue incredible. is not that the fact that this girl showed up in a robe. The and instance he has was no, no interest. control Or the fact that he has no interest in Tracy. And he did, think, he did this. He's a man. He's a horny, he's a horny virgin. And like, yeah. And he did this the week him. before when uh, DJ Agro kept interrupting, interrupting. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot they're all getting mad at her. Like, this kind of stuff, this kind of cocktail party interruption, inappropriateness, whatever you want to call it, is on Colton to call out. This is the girls are doing anything they can. They're banging on pots and pans. No, anything uh, they the can. Fucking this stuff, air horn. Yeah, this stuff falls on Colton to call out and to say, actually, Demi, I'm just like, let me finish up this conversation with Tracy. It's clear she's upset because Colton clearly doesn't like her. Airhorn moving forward is another like clear producer. I was when she was holding the airhorn while hugging him and she had her finger still on the trigger and the airhorn was right next to his ear. I was praying that by mistake she would just <laughs> blast it. And then Colton would be accidentally deaf for the rest of the season. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> Maybe for the rest of the season and then it, and then he regains. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, no, we definitely. don't want anyone permanently hurt. No, no, I'm no, no, no. For the purpose of TV, maybe temporarily. It could definitely. be kind of funny. Uh, just kidding. I do not endorse the that. air horn was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was pretty bad. I honestly like I I sort of um, the I see pans. your point with uh, <laughs> Tracy in the final cocktail hour. I don't see her getting upset about Demi flaunting the group date rose at. No, that's the group date. So fucking weird. To me, it was just the most arbitrary reason to get upset with somebody. It's just her clearly hating Demi for so many other reasons and be like, I can point this out because this mm-hmm. is personal to me. Here's the thing. I don't I obviously don't think 31 is too old. I think it is prime it's age to perfect. find somebody. It is truly. truly the age where you should find somebody. Yeah. I feel like at that point, you really know yourself. You're established in your career. Yeah. When you find the person that when you find the right person, it's probably going to be the right person for you however I do think she was tapping into an insecurity of Tracy's I think Tracy on some level knows that Colton is not right for her that Colton probably should be with a younger girl and she is probably insecure about being older I don't understand why should be but I think she understands like she's on a show where she's not going to find true love I 
There's I no d- way. The only reason I think maybe should be is because I think an older, more mature woman, he would crumble at the, at being her partner. I think I just don't think he would at this point in his life be able to handle um, a more mature po- person's Do you think needs. he should rise to the occasion? Like maybe that's exactly what he needs to grow up. Do I up? want that? Of course. Do I think he has the capability and the coping skills at this point? Not yet. Maybe he'll be more primed for it after this um, experience. I said that last week, but I don't know that he's totally there now. Sarah is itching like she wants to say something. I just, I totally agree with you guys. I think that he, who Colton probably would be best with and grow the most from is somebody a bit older and more confident. The problem is, I think of all the insecurities, Colton has the biggest one. I think Colton, Mm. as much as he says like he's ready and all this stuff, I think Colton does feel less of a man. And I think that in order, and I said this. Oh, he needs to go with the girl who's never kissed anybody. Yeah, I said this. I said this to Alex last week. I like, I, I didn't mean it sexually I mean like in his house I think he the dom. needs no, to I feel the to job yeah, yeah, yeah. like he has like it, it, it's not it's maybe not what he needs but he's again like gosh we're talking about maturities like he's only 26 like and he's he's so lost he I probably doesn't even know what he I wants. don't think he needs to be the dom because he is only 26 and he so I'm like he doesn't need to be but I think, think that that's what be. he wants he's like a football he, that's player. not what he what he really needs but I do think in his head it is like yeah. I I I really do think that I I think he wants a very kind of traditional type, you know, let like stereotypical man woman relationship. Yeah, I, I mean, can see that. I, I, like again, we're, we project so much onto Colton because we don't really know him at all because he doesn't share anything. This with is us. actually my first time seeing Colton. I did not watch. Um, What's her name? <laughs> I did not watch Becca getting the damn thing done or whatever her slogan was. How dare you bring that back into the conversation? <laughs> we put that to bed Doing the damn months thing. ago. I did months. not watch Becca do the damn thing. I did not. I don't. I didn't really dabble in paradise. So this is my first time seeing him. So to to hear that he was such a controversial pick, and then I'm watching him. I'm like, I kind of like him. Like, I don't really see the issue. I get that. Like. The issue being ABC uh, feeding off of this man's virginity like it's yeah, like it's like his hair color. Like, I, think I don't where know. The issue came from was he had a complete utter mental breakdown on Paradise <laughs> where he literally cried and said, I only played football because my dad wanted me to. Ew. And like, Aww. I don't know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And then literally 10 hours later it was announced that he was the bachelor it was announced. and then we see yeah. him being the bachelor and he's like football's my whole life it's like ooh, well what was that like complete breakdown you had i feel like i haven't seen him talk about football that much i, I think you're right i i truly think it's a i think it's a mix of both i think it it's a mix of this gentleman not knowing who the heck he is and i think it's a mix of um truly uh someone's virginity a most like a very reductive part of who somebody is being used as a launching point to a series everything about it feels a little bit icky and that's like not his identity like but I think he he seems fine treating it as his identity he Mm -hmm. seems to love talking about it 
Well, because he has to. But you're right. He has agreed to this. He knew what this was. Like, clearly. I don't think that it is. Okay. I don't think it is his full identity, but I think it's coming from a much deeper part of his identity, which is who is Colton? Um, He seems to like to tap into, and we can, this is kind of like a good segue into his relationship or his one-on-one date (gasps) with Hannah B. God damn. Oh gosh, darn. (laughs) Oh Oh, no. Before we get there, can I just share my favorite quote from the group date, which is came from Miami. And you know, they, they just announced what they were going to do. They have to write these monologues and Miami um, can't think of what let's call her Miami. Oh, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. Thank you. And Miami just says like, Oh, something like, Oh, I'm so excited because now I get to prove to him. Like I'm kind of smart. Like I can write <laughs> <laughs> and just, and obviously she meant like write in that fashion, but the way that she said it in conjunction with I'm kind of smart, I can write. <laughs> it's like, Oh no. Oh, I, no. But I don't hate Miami. I don't hate Miami one single bit. Am I from Miami? Am I biased? Maybe, but I like her. (laughs) You might be biased. (laughs) No, I I think she's funny. I think she's like kind of, she's like a little weird. Like there's something a little weird about her, but I do think she's fine. I don't think that she's right for Colton, but I don't hate her being on TV. I don't see him. I don't see him doing anything exotic. I think he needs... I think he needs Americana to the max. 100%. To the max. The fact that she, like her monologue had to do with dating only Cuban and Colombia guys. Like I think he was like shaking in his boots. Totally. And I think the, the best way to, I think, describe Nicole is she feels like the most authentic person. Yeah, she does. She kind of giggles in between her sentences. She reminds me of somebody that I went to. Not somebody specifically, but somebody that I could have gone to high yes, school with. Yes, 100%. She just feels like a fully fleshed out, true human being. Maybe a little bit awkward, but then has like occasionally yeah, I like her. funny little witty things to say. Um, I do think she cries a lot. This is coming from a serial crier. I cry all the time and I would totally lose my shit in this environment. But I will say it is sort of annoying to watch on TV like, sure. I feel like vulnerability is beautiful in person, but when you sort of see it play out in like a narrative way um, amongst other supermodels, you're like, Shh, stop. Just That's actually stop a great it. segue into the one-on-one date, you know, vulnerability. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So what I was saying before was I feel like sort of Colton, how he uh, frames his identity is sort of around like his struggles from the past and I think that's how a lot of people frame his identity but it's sort or or how a lot of people frame their their own identities I mean um but I feel like it's it feels the only reason it feels so disconnected is because I just don't think he necessarily knows who he is now so he sort of relies on that um as like when he doesn't know what to talk about with somebody because um Hannah B sadly doesn't know how to drive any sort of com like conversation whatsoever. He just relies on the fact that also he asked her to make a toast. It's not like he asked her to do anything fucking normal. Make a toast. It's like, what? 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 Yeah, and he, he clearly so he clearly had his planned out. He's yeah. like, it's not that hard. Here, I obviously wrote mine down in the occasion that I would need a toast. <laughs> also, they I don't think they were Stop drinking. Stop toasting, Colton. I don't think they were drinking champagne. It looked far too dark. 
He toasted at the dinner as well. The, there were so many fucking toasts, but to say to her, mind you, she did crack under pressure like nothing I've ever seen. She, I know on her golden birthday. Oh my god, the amount of times she said it was her fucking birthday. I know, and he didn't do anything. She was like, I know that you know it's my birthday. And he's like, I actually don't. And I'm not going to bring it up at all. Why would again. he? She'll, he didn't say happy birthday in his toast. He didn't say happy birthday at dinner. He didn't care. At dinner, she had to be like, great birthday. And he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I keep oh, forgetting. Oh, please. How could he forget? That's all she ever talked about. Her entire speech. <laughs> because like, I, don't, I don't think he's even listening to her at that point. How could he? After he? After the most, the worst one-on-one experience between the horses and the hot tub. And it was their fir- it was his first one-on-one that was really unfortunate. It was really, really bad. And I feel like my younger self relates to what Hannah was going through. Yeah. Do you remember like the words that he said? His very, very clearly pre-written words are like to the, you know, to, 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 to vulnerability and being courageous and just knowing ourselves and being able to be ourselves. Um, now your turn. And she's like, you took my words. Like those were definitely not your words. There's no, no. way those were your words. I don't know if you, you would ask me to make a speech right now. Do a speech. What are you going to say? Um, Jackie, um, hold on. Um, hold on. You're kind of putting me on the spot right now because, um, you just sort of, um, plan for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am just going to say um, that um, September 22nd now- is my birthday <laughs> and um, roll tide. Am I right? Roll tide. <laughs> roll tide. But luckily oh, he loves her for her being such a hot mess. <laughs> she was like, wow, so you really want all of it, the hot mess and everything. And I was like, shut, you're not a hot mess. She's not a hot mess. This is what she is. No hot mess calls themselves a hot mess. No no. true hot mess. No, no. They're just struggling to get through it. Um, Not that Hannah B. isn't. I I just, okay. Hannah B. is a perfectionist. And as a fellow perfectionist, I... That is sort of the level that I can relate to her on there, especially in my early 20s. There would be times that I would feel so insecure on a date like I would have we would have like one awkward pause. And and instead of being able to get through it, I would just tank the date because I was like, well, I ruined it this day. So let's just run this baby into the ground. And I feel like the first person I dated after last (laughs) my last boyfriend, I, I had a few instances with him, too. I think that just sort of comes from like, well, if it's if it can't be perfect, then I it's it can't be anything at all. And I related to that feeling, but she just oh, my God, she couldn't hold a conversation at all. Her and then her man her smile while he was trying to hold a conversation and be like, it's OK. Like, so you I feel like he even said something. I don't remember what he was saying because she was saying nothing back. But I feel like he was like, so you really hate toast. Or like, sometimes you don't talk to me. And she's just there smiling like, yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't Uh, that cute? I don't think he should have given her the rose. No fucking way. She did nothing to prove. She she didn't. Yeah, she didn't do anything to deserve it. It's just (laughs) awkward. It's just awkward to be like face to face. It's over. Her picking off the eyelash and him being like is it gone <laughs> he was so annoyed it was not yeah i know it, it the body language was uh, it was just excruciating to watch it was excruciating to watch this girl like trying to rebound off of that horrible not toast and th- her rebound of it was just it, cringe worthy 
it should not have continued. I think the yes, I think Colton might need somebody who's a little less mature than he is, but he needs somebody who's going to drive the conversation because he doesn't have those tools on his own. It was just really hard to watch two awkward people try to navigate their way towards a conversation. It was really bad. And it was interesting because during this date, we had some in, uh, some cutaways of Kaylin, who won Miss North Carolina, who placed, who yes. had second place. Ag- oh, yeah. Against her, Miss Oliver. So I guess revealing. Hannah B. and Kaylin were roommates when they were in the Miss USA pageant. Tight as hell. Tight as hell. And I went back and I looked at their Instagram. They truly were best friends all or at least that's what they projected for social media to see. Um, but they were in all of their Instagram pictures together throughout the pageant circuit. Um, and then when Kaylin placed second and Hannah didn't place at all, Kaylin said in an ITM that Hannah stopped talking to her. And <gasps> after sort of watching her perfectionism oh. pe- play out on screen, I think I believe that. I think that's the reason why they probably stopped talking. I think her, her she wait. So which one goes to the other one? It sounded like it was Hannah B who ghosted Kaylin. Oh, because Hot Tub Hannah. It. Hot Tub Hannah ghosted second runner up Kaylin because Kaylin placed and Hannah didn't. And wow. I think Hannah has such an insecurity about not being perfect that she was like, I can't even handle being in this friendship with this other person. Oh, my God. We're not even getting to a huge note that I have about their one-on-one. Oh, get to it. Well, so he says, which is not this note, but like he says like, this isn't the Hannah I remember, which I'm like, fuck you, dude. You've known her for 24 hours. Don't fucking tell me, you know, I'm, I've changed. You don't fucking know me. <laughs> I, I was very offended by that on her yeah, behalf. I, I, yeah, I, I, re- I, I'm really trying with Colton and there's little things I can look at the g- good job and like, sure. <laughs> thank you. Proud of you. That kind of stuff. I, but I am just like, I, I could not be more disappointed with him as the bachelor. Oh, wow. Well, I don't, I mean, whatever. I don't know him. Like you have more of a history. I have not, like, I shouldn't be even talking at all. She the the thing that I wanted to bring up was whoa her intense Catholic guilt which I definitely relate to but her being like no, I'm not necessarily this next thing but her being like I don't feel perfect because I'm no longer a virgin and I really wanted to give that to my husband because like what a beautiful gift and it just gave me like PTSD to chastity day mm-hmm. that my school made me go to where mm-hmm. they're like you need to give your husband a perfect rose and that is your vagina that hasn't been touched and it's like. What is, like, what do you mean you want to give that to your husband? I don't know any man. Well, I don't know, because I don't, you know, roll in those circles who's like, you know what the greatest gift could be? Your virginity. Yeah, and who is that man? Fucking gross. What a gross, (laughs) misogynistic, I must own you. Because obviously there's no pressure. I'm not perfect because I'm not a virgin, which is like makes Mm -hmm. sex so shameful. So many sad, sad things, but also like red, like he doesn't need that. He doesn't, he already as a virgin does not need someone who's going to come in with such a shameful negative attitude about sex. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I sort of, I had PTSD in the moment. I don't want to say that I related to it because I feel like I've, I've had enough therapy to sort of get me over um, that hump about uh, shame about being a sexual. Sure. Um, and person or just a human being animal, whatever it is. Um, 
but she that is that is a sentiment that is drilled into you at a very young yes. age that your um purity is uh associated with your self-worth yeah, um it's disgusting i know that there was like um when i was in when we were growing up we sarah and i went to youth group and they would have this chastity talk with us every year about um and they would call it the barbie dream house theory Ew. it was Ew. so it was so gross and uh, what they said was like, you know, when you were little and you really wanted the Barbie dream house and then you like <gasps> were really hoping that your parents got you a Barbie dream house and <gasps> you went into their closet to you'd be curious <gasps> about the Barbie dream house and then you'd go in their closet to see that you got it. And then um, you'd be so excited and then it would happen. And then like <laughs> then it was excitement a cardboard went away box. <laughs> and then you would no, 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 no. It would be there. Oh, but you weren't getting it on Christmas Day. So the special the sentiment like the special sentiment associated with the barbie dream house would have diminishing returns because you already spoiled the surprise of the barbie dream house oh my that's where that's going that's not right totally i mean the things that they do to you when you're so young and you're so formative to like form (laughs) the catholic guilt that like sticks to you forever is like really manipulative and really upsetting Here's actually something where I feel like I can give Colton some applause. I I don't I, I do like that he's not treating the virginity thing as like this makes me superior. Yeah, yeah. I'm like he truly says like I like I don't know. It just like I waited so like like just nothing just happened, happened for so long yeah. that I was kind of like well, I may as well wait at this point. And he's even said he's like not waiting for marriage. And that is something I have appreciated yeah. is uh, he's not going to these girls being like, well, how many people have you slept with? Like, like yeah. he's not like treating it like it needs to be this like precious little dainty thing. Like he's just like, I don't know. This is just like this thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and like, here I am. So that's all I can say. So I do appreciate that about him. I, I totally agree. I don't necessarily think that he has shame around sex. I just think he has fear. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Totally. Um, okay. What did you guys think of this overnight sleepaway? Like the prize. They're doing it so fast because he's a virgin. It's like, well, he didn't sleep in bullshit. the cabin with them. That's what was so weird. Right. He Where like did he wa- even sleep in just like a himself? smaller cabin next door. Very lonely. Very. And where's the girl's dog? Whose dog was that? Oh, obviously, like a PA has it in like the back of a van or I something. I can't believe that that's not like the running joke of this of like keep just like showing him all the girls are sleeping in the cabin and he's just like with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, I I thought it was like a very strange thing. Um, this has happened a few times uh, on past Bachelor seasons. I don't think ever on The Bachelorette where they put you into like competitions and then like the group that wins gets extra time. Yeah, And it always blows up like people get incredibly upset, especially because you're 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 also you're making these women a work as a team against like work as teams against each other, which is weird. And maybe if they were just working, you know, solo against each other, but now they can blame other people on their team for fucking it up. And now we're not sleeping over with Colton because you didn't pull hard enough on their tug rope. But it's also like they're giving them weird physical challenges. So unless, you know, it's 
and it's always physical, physical, physical. Because the other one was like a so, hiking trip uh, with Ari. Yeah, I think. Ari did hiking. They also had bowling with Ari. They had volleyball. Oh, yeah, bowling really blew up in Nick his face. Vail, or <laughs> Nick Vial. Oh it's my god! It's always physical, and it's like, why don't you guys give them this one had three challenges? Like, let one of them be mental. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. It's like a, I think it's like a very weird, like competition, like concept. And I thought that the prize to sleep in like a gross cabin, not even with Colton was like, not like they all looked like they were all on cots. But the prize is having the other girls in the house. Their imaginations run wild. Who's sleeping with him? Are they all cuddling in one bed? Like what's the deal? Because they did. They went crazy. Yeah. I mean, they let their own imaginations completely drive the drama of the rest of the night, which was nothing. Colton just literally opened the door for them and then went to the other room. I like, I mean, he just seems like very, I don't I know. know his deal, but like, I know one of his deals is like, he just seems like sweet. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I don't think that there's literally anything wrong with who he is. I think he's just incredibly confused about his own like uh, like self and like what he cares about and like what he's passionate about and I just think like that is so lost that like it's just really hard for me to tap into him as a bachelor it's not even like a boring thing like Ari was no like treat I fucking but he was like he was like uh, this is who I am. It's like nothing special, <laughs> but like it, it, like I, I'm just having, I'm just having such like, I'm scared for all of them. Like all of them that are Colton included, all of them that are like, I'm just so ready. I'm just so ready. I'm like, you're all so young. But do you ever think you they're cougars. ready? I, I think, I think plenty of them have been. When you watch in the past, you're like, this will end with a, with a proposal and a marriage and like, it's going to be cool and people are ready. And I think that I, I, even the ones that haven't worked out, I think I, like, I think Ben Higgins was ready for a wife. He just like picked the wrong one. I think Jojo was ready to get married. I think, or, or at least be in these long committed relationships. Yeah. Like me, like even just take marriage out of it. Like, I think they were all ready for the commitment to another person. I think a lot of them have been, I, I, I just don't, see that for him it's just so hard for me to believe any of them when they're saying it except for Elise <laughs> I'm googling Ben Higgins right now so cute um I really I mean we've talked so much uh, already about this group date through when we were recapping the rest of the episode but I just have like one question to sort of like encapsulate this experience do you think any of those women knew who Billy Eichner was <laughs> I think the Maybe, maybe the Miami girl. No, she wasn't even on that date. No, she was not. She, on that she date. knew. She said that she was a fan of Will Molly and Grace and and, yeah, yeah. and, and Parks, Parks and Rec. And Rec. Um, I fucking love Billy. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I know. I love him, and I thought he did a great job. I don't think so. <laughs> he was perfect, and he didn't feel like I feel like whenever they bring in like Jimmy Kimmel's been brought in, like people that are big fans of the show, the celebrities that like get a little bit. It's like. It's awkward, a little awkward, and it's shoehorned in, and there's something that feels off about it. Where I felt like Billy Eichner should be in every episode. I felt he felt so right. Well, he and broke so a funny. lot of the attention. He broke a lot of the tension. Yeah, he's great. He's also the only person to bring up the theory so nonchalantly. Maybe you're gay. That maybe Colton is gay, which is not something that we've talked about. I don't necessarily think it's what's going on, but I. 
Mm. Yeah, I love it. And I it. feel I feel I I'm not the person to have this conversation and I felt awkward bringing it up on mic, but um <laughs> I think that Billy Eigner being the mouthpiece to a possible scenario that's going on with Colton was an interesting take or a look. Yeah, it's hard to like be here and speculate and be like, well, clearly he's gay. Like, you know, you you don't want to like put that onto him or like whatever. But it it is like I think it again just feeds into this thing of like, dude, maybe you just don't know yourself yet. Right, right. Like maybe you're gay. Maybe you're not. Maybe like like who like you don't know you you don't even know. You could be, but you like, or you could not be. I like, it's, I think it just played into this. Like you have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I enjoyed the episode. I had no idea who some of the girls were at the end. Uh, the ones one, that left. One girl in a white dress, her name was Annie. And she said like, my heart has been absolutely torn into pieces. She had a whole really long mm-hmm. like outro situation. Do you know who I'm talking about? Cause yeah, she was Sarah's number one draft pick. Well, I, wow. Good on you. Cause I saw her in the like lineup of the roses. I'm like, who the yeah. fuck is that? She was, yeah, I, I got out early this year. She was, is was like your number one. She's like grew up in the South, but then like moved to New York. And I thought that this might be kind of like a, Ooh, like a did she have coffee? an intro package no she she really hasn't been like uh featured, featured much at oh. all but oh well guys who's <laughs> the speech pathologist i've lost her yeah that's um is she there still or y- yes yeah yeah well she has that's cassie yeah, she's and beautiful. Yeah, she's really gorgeous. People are she's are too pretty. For people words. are pegging her for making it dark lo- long, like like yeah, yeah. It, yep, exactly. Um, I don't know why I haven't like I haven't read any spoilers or like anything like that, but like I've just kind of seen like mullings on Twitter and stuff sure. about it that there people are interested in her. Of course, um, she's too gorgeous. To yeah, go home. She, and she's she's no drama. She's so chill. She can even talk to that crazy girl Courtney. That's like demis in a rope and i don't know what's under it (laughs) that's the girl who just constantly cries yeah yeah she's insane (laughs) but guys this has been so fun jackie thank you so much thank you guys jackie you have a few things going on that we didn't touch upon um i don't know if i do i yeah you do you i just saw you in probably the best show that i've ever seen in my entire life oh my gosh i am background dancing at the uh, during the self-esteem party look up hashtag self-esteem party we if you're in the la area if you're in the la area it's a live uh pop show comedic extravaganza and it's hilarious towards one girl's journey towards self-esteem yeah and it's mesmerizing and jackie you are such a sexy dancer oh my god thank you i sat next to your fiance during the first show and i was like dude your girl's hot and and he was like I know. Oh my gosh. I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah. We it 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 did get offered a run and I'm not sure what it will be, but uh we will do it in the future again. Okay. Hashtag self esteem party. Yeah. I mean I'm on Instagram at Jackie Deruthi and you can I, I post my shows and stuff because I do some live stuff. Once a month I host a all the tinks variety show at Second City. What is that called? It's called Geraldo Presenta. And do you guys have an Instagram account? We do. It's Geraldo Improv, I believe. It is. Geraldo it is. Improv. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Maybe Geraldo <laughs> Improv LA. <laughs> but it's, gosh, is it a blast. Um, and it's, every, you know, it's a, I think it's like every last Wednesday or of the month. We just got a new time slot this year. 
and it's uh it's hitting me hard guys <laughs> just realized i should make that poster <laughs> all right add that to your list of today to do yeah. um what is your where where can people follow you i think i'm like the funnest on instagram at sure. jackie deruthy I, I think i am a pretty fun follow i have a twitter same same handle uh I try to tweet every now and then. I actually tweeted something the other day I thought was pretty funny. I got zero likes. Uh, <laughs> We're on it right now. I'll tell you what it is right now. You can tell me if you get it. Because I said it in the car the other day with our other friends. And they were like, what? <laughs> Wait, what did you say? What it's was it? It's just amusing that I have. How do you like this for a restaurant name? Netflix and pho. <laughs> oh, and if like for pho, like yeah, pho or for, yeah. Netflix and pho. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. I'm like, I think that this is real funny and no one really liked it. And then when I brought it up in the car with our friends who are also comedians, I mean, so it's a pretty good litmus test. Like, oh, I didn't get that. Nah, <laughs> it's like too many steps Here's away from the thing, each other. You got to let the people decide. And I think that where the people find you is Instagram. So maybe you should yeah. put up a survey there. You're right. Because that's Instagram yeah. story. I did um, just like the tweet, though. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you for your support. We're getting it on the map. Everybody, please wow. go listen to It's the Most Wonderful Pod. It is such a delight. It Jackie and Ross are so beyond funny. And um, look out for Jackie as the sexier, not monster version of <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. She completely misrepresented herself in the H&R Block commercial um, that plays during football games, award shows. God willing, it plays till April. Uh, God willing. Let that residual check um, feed you for days. God willing. <laughs> he can forgive me for having head sex. <laughs> hard to say um thank you so much for being here tonight thanks to all the cougars you're Bye. welcome yeah. <laughs> that that's uh 75 of us here <laughs> bye thanks for listening if you liked what you heard you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts Do you like Christmas? Uh-huh. Do you like Christmas movies, good or bad? Yeah. Do you like podcasts? Yes. Do you want a podcast that reviews awesome Christmas movies that a lot of people think that are bad? Yes! Well, Ross, you're you're in this podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, you're co-hosting this podcast <gasps> with me, Jackie. <laughs> Let's do it. And we have special guests. It's called Most Wonderful Pod of the Year, brought to you by Campfire Media. Oh, I love it. So you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going right now. Here's my phone. Merry Christmas. Let's Hello. ring in the holiday. Campfire.